This is episode 533 with Paralympic world record holder and world champion Lex Gillette. If you can believe that it can happen, it can happen. If you don't believe that it can happen, then it won't happen. It, it always goes back to that, to that mindset. So you have to shift your thinking and say to yourself that, all right, like, I, I can do this. I literally tell yourself and talk to yourself and say, I, I can do this. I know that I can get to the point where I can go to the games. I know that I can, you know, be a great footballer. I know that I can, I can just be whoever I want to be. Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement, and peak performance. And now, here's your host. I just have to put it out there, guys, that, you know, to be quite honest, I've been doing this for a while. You know, so this is episode, what, 533. You know, so slowly but surely getting to episode 600. You know, and the truth is, I have never... I just want to repeat that. I have never been as inspired as I was in doing this episode with Lex Gillette. This is a guy who lost his sight at the age of eight. And of course, he didn't see that as a limitation. He didn't see that as an obstacle. He didn't see that, you know, as, as something that was going to keep him back. How from that point he was able to get a grip and literally take charge of his life to going on to be a Paralympic medalist, to being a Paralympic world record holder, to being a Paralympic world champion. So he's been to four Olympic Games, he's been to multiple world championships, he's preparing for the Tokyo Olympic Games, you know, which was postponed. So before COVID, he was preparing for the Olympic Games I was going to hold this year. I have never been more inspired in my life because you know i see so many of the difficult things that we have to deal with you know and how you know a lot of us will complain and we would sulk and things like that but this is a guy who i'm, I'm telling you man i i we, we had a chat even before this episode you know so that was on a previous day you know and i i was just in awe you know i i rarely ever get to that point where i'm in awe but you know, I was like, wow, like, look look at what you've been able to do. So I had no hesitation whatsoever in doing this episode because I felt like whatever obstacle it is you think that you face, whatever it is you think that you're going through currently in your life, your sporting journey, your career, trust me, what Lex has gone through blows everything out of the water. So if he could achieve his sports goals, Given what he went through, in spite of what he has been through, then what is your excuse? What is holding you back from doing what you are doing? So Lex currently is a professional keynote speaker. And of course, like I said, currently preparing for the Tokyo Olympic Games that is going to hold next year. So he is still competing as an athlete. And of course, he has that long jump world record in the Paralympics. So don't, don't, we didn't all talk about, you know, what Lex has been through and things like that. We, we, we talked about a lot of practical stuff. We he talked about planning, you know, so how he's planning for Tokyo, uh, the things that he's currently going through. We talked about his advice for other athletes when they face challenges. So what challenge are you facing currently? Is it COVID-related challenges, injury-related challenges? 
you know, we, we talked about that. We talked about how he was able to overcome his own challenges. You know, we talked about why athletes find it difficult to overcome challenges, why having a supporting team around you. And, you know, when, when Lex started talking about his mom, you know, and how she's been so supportive, like, oh, man, 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 this this was really, really good. This was really, re- I want you guys to listen to it. I want you guys to be inspired. I, I want you guys to feel great. I want you guys to know what is possible. If only you keep going, if only you remain positive, if only you do things the way that you want to do. I'm proud to call him my friend. I'm proud to call him my friend. And I wish Tokyo was, you know, was next month so that I could turn on the TV, you know, and I could tell people that, hey, that's Lex Gillette. You know, I know that guy is a great guy, you know, and he's doing great things in the world. And of course, his message is, look, no need for sight when you have a vision. So yes, he's lost his sight, but if you have a vision, like you have something that you're working towards this episode guys is brought to you by my athlete maestro daily planner one of the things that we talked about on that episode was how to better plan so how is he planning you know for tokyo and i feel like one of the key things that would help you plan better is if you organize your day and that is what that daily planner would do for you athlete maestro.com forward slash daily planner athlete maestro.com forward slash daily planner when you get your hands on that planner i want you to come so that we can be jointly inspired by the message that lex gillette has for us welcome everyone back to the athlete maestro podcast and um if there's anything for those of you who have been listening to podcast for a while you know that when we think anybody on the podcast it's always extremely special you know and if it's special for me then i think that's what makes it even more important and my guest on the show today is lex gillette now lex gillette is a four-time paralympic medalist and also a four-time world champion in Paralympics and of course is currently a professional keynote speaker and the reason why his story is so great for everybody listening you know in terms of the sporting aspect is that at the age of eight Lex lost his sight and that didn't stop him from doing everything that he has gone on to do I'm not going to tell you all the things he's gone on to do I'm going to let him say it by himself thank you so much for joining me on the show today Lex oh thank you so much my friend how's, how's everything going uh, everything is going well. Everything is going well. You know, talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, things currently, where you are, how you're doing, you know, how, how you're coping with this with this difficult period. Yeah, it's hard. Of course, it's hard. But um, actually, you know what, going back a little bit, it, it was challenging because I was training for the Paralympic Games and they were scheduled to be in Tokyo in August. Mm-hmm. So when we had initially got the news that they were going to be postponed until summer of 2021 that was that was tough from a mental standpoint more than anything because you have so many expectations and you see yourself competing and traveling and and going to Tokyo and and having an awesome time getting on the podium so for that finish line to be pushed back it was it was definitely challenging and then the quarantine was in effect and we had to be isolated a bit because there were a couple people who contracted the virus that were, you know, in close proximity to us. So it was, a, I mean, it was a lot going on. Um, but, you know, I've been able to train a little bit here in my place and that's been good to get, get a little sweat going and, and get that blood moving and ultimately, you know, getting the, 
getting the brain back in order. Because, you know, if the brain isn't operating right and you're not feeling to your best, then your body's not going to be feeling right. True. One of the things that, you know, amazed me in terms of, you know, when you reach out to me on LinkedIn and it was just reading your story and, you know, watching your videos and watching your speeches, you know, and for any of the athletes that are listening to us right now, in terms of uh, the path that they might have thought that they're going to take in sports and how things are going to shape up for them, you know, and all of that. I tremendously admire your story in terms of the challenges that you had to overcome to get to what you're doing currently today. We don't see many athletes who are able to do that. So I just wanted you to talk to me quickly, you know, about how you became an athlete, you know, because I know that, yes, from the age of eight, you lost your sight. You know, how was that adjustment process? I, I, don't, I don't want us to paint it, you know, as, oh, it was just a breeze by because I know that it wasn't. How was that adjustment process for you? It was a challenge. It was, it was definitely... It was tough. It was tedious. It was, there were a lot of tears. There was a grieving process because you go from seeing the world and then eight years later, eight years into your life, you're not able to see the world anymore. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of heavy emotions that came with that. Not being able to see my mom, not being able to see my neighborhood, not being able to see my friends, the television, being able to draw pictures, to read and write, all of those things that that we're supposed to do, you know, and and I couldn't do those things anymore. So trying to figure out how to adjust and adapt and transition was that was that was going to be the key to me being successful in life. So fortunately, my mom has been a really huge pillar of my life. And she told me that, you know what, you're going to be able to do a lot of amazing things. You just may not be able to see those things with your eyes. But she was committed to finding all of the resources, programs, tools, anything that she could find so that I would be successful in life. And before I even got into sport, it was all about trying to be independent, Mm-hmm. being able to, to do things on my own. And ultimately that was helping to build my confidence and help me see that, that I could go out here and do, you know, be successful just like the next person. And uh, the other thing is moving into sport. Once I got into sport, my confidence was already at a certain level. I just had to reposition myself because now I was participating in, in physical activity Mm. and I was having to run and, and jump. And I come from an athletic family. So we've all, even before I lost my sight, I, uh, you know, I used to swim and, and I played baseball and, uh, like typical, you know, sports that you play with your friends in the, in the backyard or wherever. Um, but, Of course, after I lost my sight, the name of the game was trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, how how was I going to be able to do these same things just without sight? Mm, Great story. How how did you make that decision to to turn to sports? You know, because, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, many people that might have been in your position uh, and, you know, something like that happening to them. The last thing that they'll be thinking about will be sports because of the many facets, you know, that are involved. You know, it's not it's not something that you even if you're stationary, so maybe some of those stationary sports, it's something that involves a lot of elements, you know, preparing for the games. And when you get to the games and executing and all of that, how did you come to that decision to see sports as something that you were now going to do? It was, uh, 
you know, through a, a fitness test in school where we had to do a number of activities. Yeah, and so one of the activities was standing long jump. And I, I went to public school, so I'm, I'm used to interacting and, and participating and, and being alongside sighted people, um, people who could see. And I was one of the best in the, in the school. My teacher at that time was saying that, oh, man, you know, you can you can go to the Paralympic Games and you can win medals and travel the world and break records. And and that sounds pretty awesome. I mean, you want to be able to to do those things. Mm. But um, the, the name of the game was trying to figure out, well, how am I going to do this when I can't see? Um, mm-hmm. And that was that was a challenge in itself. But ultimately, my teacher was painting that vision for me. He was believing in me. And that allowed me to believe in myself. I started seeing that vision. And each day, each week, each month, I I kept thinking about it and thinking about going to different countries and representing my country. And, and that, that type of, that's contagious. You think about it all of the time and you want it so bad. And you're, you then commit yourself to taking the, the right steps to getting to that point. What would you say those steps were that you took to get to that point where, you know, you were now able to believe your teacher, you know, in the sense that, hey, I can actually do this, given the little success that I've experienced? Um, I think the, the you know, one of the first steps is, is just that trust factor, mm. like trusting in the people who are investing their time into you, trusting in your training regimen. Trusting in in your own abilities, knowing that you can do it, knowing that the first couple times it's going to be difficult, and even maybe the first you know first few weeks, few months is going to be challenging because you're doing something different. It's something that you're not used to doing, and it may feel a little uncomfortable. But the more that you work at it, and mm. the more that you keep banging it out, bam, 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 <laughs> keep working on it and never giving up, um, the easier it gets. And, and, you know, ultimately, one of the, the most important things is, is still you never want to you want to achieve your goals, but you also want to set new ones so that you can mm-hmm. continue to to get in this space of uh, like like out of your comfort zone so that you can continue to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, and, you know, it's all about accomplishing those goals assessing you know what's going on mm. and set new goals accomplish those assess the situation and continue to elevate 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 i love what you said and i'm going to take you up on that goal setting you know probably a little bit later but you know i'm imagining yeah. there's an athlete who is listening to us right now you know in terms of where this discussion is going one of the things that i really like i said that i admire is that you didn't let any of these challenges stop you so if there's an athlete currently that's listening to us you know, and they have some sort of challenge. Now, it doesn't have to be a challenge where they lose their sight. You know, maybe it's injury. Maybe it's loss of form. Uh, maybe it's motivational issues. Whatever it is that they define as challenges. Now, from your perspective, having overcome challenges, what would your advice be to athletes like that in terms of things that they can employ to overcome the challenges that they're currently facing in sports? It's... I mean, it sounds cliche, but the first thing is, you know, you can't you can't go through life without facing any sort of challenges. And the challenges that we face will define and reveal our 
character and, and what we're all about, who we are on the inside. And so the first thing is just realizing that, okay, challenges will arise, but that's the inevitable. It's, it's supposed to happen. This it's a, those are tests to see if we can see if we have what it takes to, to pass those tests. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, um, just knowing that you have people in your corner as an athlete, I would imagine you have people in your corner, you have your coaches, you have teammates, you have your family, you may have a pet or, or, or whatever. Um, but just knowing that you have people who you can literally connect with and, and express yourself to them, what you're feeling, what's going on. Because again, mental, the mental performance is just as important, if not more than the physical performance, because what you feel like you could do from a mental standpoint is going to dictate what your body does. And so if you're in a, in a tough spot in a tough space, it's okay. Mm. But just make sure that you can express yourself and be open and transparent about what's going on so that people can help you. And, uh, and then outside of that, knowing that whatever challenge it is that you're facing, there's always a solution. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You may have an injury, but rest and recover. And while you're resting in recovery, uh, rest and recovery is going on, then you know, use your mind to envision yourself a month or two down the road, where you want to be, where you see yourself going, what you see yourself doing, how you see yourself, your body healing from that injury, maybe even taking yourself even further and imagining yourself being in those games. And, and the imagery piece is, is huge as well. Um, and then also knowing that doing the small things are really critical. They're huge. So we're here in this quarantine. We're stuck in our homes. And you may feel as though you, you might not be able to do what you would normally do. But there's something that you can do. Uh-huh. For me, I've been working on some of those those muscles, secondary muscles that that I may not be able to um I'm not able to to get into the weight room and do squats and power cleans and all of those things. But there are certain exercises that I can do in home that can work on those same muscle groups. But I can also do other exercises as well that can get work on the areas that I may not focus on as much, like like my ankles and my toes. And uh, I mean, those are those are huge because I'm as a track and field athlete, I'm, I'm on my feet all of the time. As a soccer athlete, you're on your feet all the time. Basically, any sport, you're you're on your feet. So your your feet, your ankles, your calves, all of those things are just as important. So you can definitely focus on those things while you're in the quarantine, even though you may not be able to do the typical Olympic lifts. Mm, great point. And one of the things that you mentioned, you know, while, while while you were talking about that, was the mental preparation aspect and why you know it's it's even more important than the physical aspect. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that for you, what is this mental preparation like? Because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not like it's smooth sailing in terms of, you know, the, the, the things that you have to do to get prepared. You find yourself in a unique situation, you know, because of the circumstances and because of the things that happen. Is that mental preparation different for you? And how do you overcome it? I would say it is. I always go into a situation with the mindset of 
what do I want out of this? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Once I establish that, now I have a, that creates the, the bullseye of the target. That's where I want to aim and that's what I want to hit. So once I have that bullseye set, that target, then I'm able to say, all right, that's where I want to go. What can I do to get to that point? Um, so it's literally just breaking it down step by step. And the reason I always start with what do I want out of this? What's my why is because mm. now that becomes an actual thing. That thought becomes a, a physical thing. You hear people talk about making vision boards and writing things on their mirror so they see it every morning or putting pictures on their wall to serve as a reminder for them every day. This is what I want. Mm. You're literally creating a thing. And uh, and that's huge because now like, when you go to sleep, you see it. When you wake up, you see it. When you, when you go to sleep, you're thinking about it. When you wake up, you're thinking about it. And that's the power of, of a vision, whether you are asleep or not, it's, it's alive. It is, it's in your mind, it's in your face. You see it beyond the horizon, even though it may not be in front of your eyes. And so for me, that literally drives me every day. That's what gets me to roll out of bed. That's what gets me excited and, and hype. And, and that is what leads me to this, this point of, all right, I need a plan. I need a strategy so that I can get this, this thing that I'm seeing. I want to get that to, to become reality. So the steps that I put in place, the regimen that I create, the goals that I set, the, the benchmarks and, and you know, all of the achievements are getting me closer to that thing that I'm seeing. And the more I keep going after it, um, the more that thing becomes reality. Uh, great answer. And, you know, you, you mentioned vision in there. You know, I was going to take you up on, you know, this is your challenges, but I think we can come back to that. Now, your mantra is no need for sight when you have a vision. And one of the problems that I've seen that so many athletes have, so many athletes have, you know, is that if they can't see these things physically, you know, then they don't want to put in the work. And I'll give you a practical example. You know, so if, for example, it's going to take you um, three months, you know, to prepare for something. So like you now preparing for the Tokyo Olympic Games, if it's going to take you that much time. You know, within the first two days or within the first three days, you know, there are athletes that they immediately want to begin to see you know, the results of either being in the gym or the preparation and things like that, you know, and there's that famous quote that says, you know, you don't have to wait till you see the entire staircase before you actually take a step. Now that your mantra, no need for sight when you have a vision, how can athletes who are listening to us right now begin to embody that in their career in the sense that the vision is more important than what you can actually see physically? That's a good question. Don't be distracted by what your eyes see. Don't allow certain things to be a distraction. And so what I mean by that is you, know, you, you have, like we have our things that we like to indulge in. Some people like video games or some people like to watch TV or some people like mm. to, I mean, there's so many different things. But knowing that, you have to understand that sight is is temporary. What you see right now 
can change in 15 minutes. What you mm-hmm. see right now can change the next day. And, and you can see great images. You can see disappointing images. We're seeing right now with the pandemic that, you know, people are, are struggling and, and we're seeing people unfortunately die and those things are being put out there in the world. And, and, um, and, it, and it's affecting all of us differently. So certainly we want to be sensitive to that because some athletes may be dealing with that differently. But vision allows you to see hope even when like times are like crazy difficult and crazy mm-hmm. hard. Your vision always stays the same. And so as an athlete, if you're committed to going to the Olympics and competing, going to the Olympics or Paralympics and winning a gold medal, maybe you want to compete in soccer and you want to make it to the professional leagues, you know, those things always, that's going to stay the same. And no matter what is in front of your eyes. So if you can, if you can overpower your sight with your vision and stay locked into where you want to go, then you'll be putting yourself in a really good position because now the things that you see on a daily basis, yeah, it may, it may cause you to feel sad here and there. It may cause you to be frustrated with certain things, but you're still so locked into the vision, which is seeing past your current reality. And, and, you know, the vision is, is allowing you to to see what you can do, where you can go and who you can be. And uh, ultimately at the end of the day, that's, that is where that, that goal lies. That's where the success lies. I'm looking at it from the perspective now that, you know, before you came to that realization that no need for sights, you know, when you could have vision, there must have been something that you went through before you came up with that realization that, hey, you know, yes, I don't have my sight, but it's all about the vision. Can you take me through that process that you went through, you know, and what brought you to that moment where you now established that mantra? Yeah, I would say uh, I had just graduated from college and um, I was just at a space where I was literally asking myself, what do, I, what do I want out of life? What do I want out of sport? How much longer do you see yourself competing? Uh, there were so many different questions that I was asking myself at the time. And, uh, and then just also looking at what I had gone through in life, mm-hmm. losing my sight. Then also, you know, ha- like the difficulties with just the challenges from a social standpoint mm. with interacting with others and trying to explain to them about my eyes and what I could see, what I couldn't see and people you know, being uncomfortable with being around me because they didn't know how to help or what to, you know, what to do, what not to do. Um, and I was, I was at this breaking point where I had to grow up in, in mm. so many different angles and uh, it all literally boiled down to, okay, you have conquered being able to, you know, get over like sight loss. That was one aspect of it. You have graduated from grade school. That's been good. You went to college and you've been able to conquer a lot of those social barriers and, and social, uh, like the social maturity piece and being able to advocate and speak for yourself. And, and so now what's, what's literally what's next. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, from that, those first years, I just looked over my life and I was like, well, you know, at the end of the day, like if I really want to continue to excel and go where I need to go, I just have to understand that, like, I, 
I have this vision. I've, I've had a vision and it was established within me from an early age mm-hmm. with the environment where I was. And um, yeah, I don't know. Somehow the words just the words just came together. And I knew that going forward again, it was a it was a pivotal point for me because I was uh, now I was like, look, you're 24 years old, 23, 24 years old. What do you want out of life and how are you going to get it? And that that phrase became the soundtrack to like the music that that I'll be playing in this world. Oh, yes, I love it because, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I always say to athletes uh, in terms of the challenges that they face, how, you know, they react to the struggles, you know, that would come with life in general, not just specific to sports. Because I feel like a lot of athletes, you know, they feel like, you know, challenges are only sports related. And I'm like, even if you weren't playing sports, you know, in some shape or form, you were going to have challenges before. You know, so it's how you developed, you know, that resilience, if you want to say that, you know, to react to those challenges is the same way that you're going to do with sports. You know, so I love the fact that, you know, you mentioned you, you know, taking your time and really looking at it and saying, what exactly is it that I want to do, you know, in sports? What do I want to do with my life? You know, so that by the time you then decide to take that track, you know, you're going in there, you know, in there with everything. Now, that vision that you mentioned, that you came up with, that is what led you to go into the Olympic Games and also becoming a world champion. First and foremost, before we go, you know, into the specific performances, what was it like for you qualifying for the Olympic Games and then competing? Because you competed in Beijing, you competed in London, and you competed in Rio as well. Yes, uh, yeah, it's such a, it's an amazing experience. It's, it is the ultimate in, in letting you know that your hard work paid off at the end of the day, everything that you did for three, four years paid off and and you're able to represent your country on the highest stage, walk inside of the stadium, hear tons and tons of people cheering to be able to compete and then get on the podium and have your flag raised in the air and, and be amongst your teammates and friends. It's, it's a feeling that is it's hard to put in words at times. Um, but it's so like I'm so appreciative and so grateful and, and so honored to be able to to do it not only for my country but for my family because they were the ones who engineered everything and helped me even get to this point, who helped me build that confidence, to help me see that I could be resilient, to help me see that I could persevere and and conquer um you know just conquer all at the end of the day um so like each games has always presented a different experience Mm. that's the beauty of sport as well so many different memories experiences challenges and successes and um definitely you know some some down moments is too but down moments too but that's what makes the the journey so much so much more beautiful. Talk to me about your first Olympic medal, you know, and 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 what it felt, you know, knowing everything that you had to go through, you know, to get to that point, knowing that not only have you qualified for the Olympics, you actually now have a medal in hand. And what medal was that? The first one. Uh, silver. So I was. That was a really special moment because my mom was in the crowd. My grandmother was wow. there. My coach who introduced me to Paralympic sport in high school was there. And my grandmother, or not my grandmother, uh, his wife, 
So um, it was really special to have them in the crowd, to see me on that podium, to have that medal put around my neck, to have the, the flowers put in hand and the flag raised. That was awesome. And it just, it was a symbol and confirmation of sorts for them to let them know that, you know what, everything we did for these young men, it paid off. It wasn't in vain. We we did everything that we could do to get him to this point, and he's reaping the benefits. And, and they were living. I mean, they were there. So they were living in that moment also. Oh, I love I love inspirational stories like that. You know, but there, there, there are athletes who would say, you know, that they want to go through this process alone. You know, that, you know, I can do it alone. I don't need anybody. What is the importance, you know, of having a support system to an athlete? Because you've just mentioned now, you know, your mom, your coach that introduced you to the sport. You know, all of them were in the stadium with you there. They saw the achievements. They had invested in you. And now they were seeing all of the hard work pay off. You know, so for those athletes who believe, you know, I can go this on my own. You know, I don't need any help. You know, I'm going to figure it out eventually. What would you say to athletes like that? I would say that if you want to become better than than who you are right now, then you definitely need others. There are there will always be someone out there who is smarter than you. They have information for you that will help you become stronger as an athlete. They even have information that will help you become stronger as a person. And that's just as important because being an athlete will only last for a, a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have to do something else in life. Um, doesn't mean that you have to steer clear of sport. You can stay within the, the, the sport field, but you won't be able to run as fast as you can, jump as high as you could, and, and you're – reflexes, all of those things, you know, it's just, it's, it's a part of life. And, um, but you're going to need someone at, at some point. Um, there's no way that you can continue to, to move through life on your own because it's challenging. It's hard. It creates a lot of frustration and, and irritation and, and it will make your days that much more difficult. But when you can connect with others and connect with other like-minded people mm. who want to see you succeed and who feel like they can get something from you as well. And you guys can combine your strengths and differences together. And you're able to achieve things that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to achieve on your own. Good answer. Currently you're preparing for Tokyo Olympic games, just like you mentioned, Tokyo, the Olympic games have been postponed, you know, obviously due to um, COVID-19 and everything that is going on, you know, so it's been postponed the next year, you know, and you've been talking about preparing for Tokyo. You know, I, I don't know if that was before it was postponed or after it was postponed. I'm guessing that it was before it was postponed, you know, and how you have a definite plan and how that plan consists of daily consistent action you know so today i'm working on this particular thing tomorrow i'm working on this particular thing the next tomorrow i'm working on this particular thing now before we go into that preparation for tokyo talk to me about the importance of having a plan to athletes because you're going to see athletes who they want to do stuff yes but when you ask them what's your plan for doing this thing you know that's when they come out blank you know and they're like i'm just going to do it i'm just going to figure it out what is the importance of having a plan to athletes Plan is good because it gives you direction. It 
it doesn't put you in a position where you're guessing. Mm. And, you know, you don't want to, when it comes to training, you want to be very specific. You want to be focused. And if you're guessing, you're not able to do any of those things. So having that plan is huge because it's, it's literally giving you a routine and it's, and it's also letting you see where you're going. When you have those things written out or, or if you have someone explaining it to you, then they're able to map out that journey, mm-hmm. which is the plan. Talk to me about some of your specific preparations um, for Tokyo, some of the things that you're working on, you know, and, and how all of that is fitting into your plan. So at the beginning of each season, I always sit down with my coach and we talk about the things that we want to achieve for that year. So I have I have all of my goals. And prior to COVID-19, I was doing base training. So doing a lot of volume, a lot of running, a lot of lifting the power cleans and squats and and everything that I would be able to do that would establish a strong base for me so that I would be able to sustain a, a really good season. Mm-hmm. And um, before, right when COVID-19 hit, I was about to transition into more specific training. So being on the long jump runway and doing jumping specific activities, but COVID-19 hit and that put a pause on on getting into the technical work. So I've just been sticking around my place. I've been doing bike workouts. I've been doing med ball activities. I have resistance bands here. I've been having to uh, you know, do drills and, and jump rope and, and do stadium, run up the stairs. And I mean, you got to make it work. And that's the other thing about about plans like you may you may have a plan but sometimes you have to make adjustments and alterations to that plan so that you can still get the same or similar results um you talk to me about your world record in the long jump i was going to ask you about your coach but i think you know you know we can come to that talk to me about the world record you know and everything that went into you know achieving that uh, the world record, it was years of training and years of work. And so when I broke it, it was actually a day that you wouldn't have imagined a world record to be broken. I, mm-hmm. I woke up late for the competition. I arrived to the stadium kind of late and I had to get a quick warm up in. Uh, but what I will say is once I got into the competition, it was... What, what competition it was it? It seemed like this was um, the Desert Challenge Games. So it was, a, a, it was one of our Grand Prix competitions on the Grand Prix circuit. And for whatever reason, I felt like I was locked in. I was, um, I was locked in. And it, I remember jumping, and they pulled out the tape, and they said the mark in 6.73 meters. And I said, wow. It, it didn't really hit at first. And, and once I got back to my – hotel room I was thinking to myself man you really just broke the world record and uh it was awesome and then I I tied it again um in 2015 um so just trying to you know just trying to keep keep improving and getting better but definitely hoping to to break it in Tokyo for sure Wow, wow, wow. Love, love those type of goals. What would you say to the athletes who are listening to us right now? You know, and they're thinking 
this kind of achievements are out of my reach. You know, like I, I can't do all these things now, you know, specific to their sports. You know, so if they're footballers, you know, mm-hmm. there's this thing I can achieve. You know, if they're track and field athletes, there's this thing I can achieve. If they're basketballers, there's this thing I can't achieve. What would you say to those athletes in terms of their approach to the things that they're already believing that they can't achieve in sports? I would say that just as much as, you know, if you can believe that it can happen, it can happen. If you don't believe that it can happen, then it won't happen. It, it always goes back to that to that mindset. So you have to shift your thinking and say to yourself that, all right, like I, I can do this. Like literally tell yourself and talk to yourself and say, I I can do this. I know that I can get to the point where I can go to the games. I know that I can, you know, be a great footballer. I know that I can, I can just be whoever I want to be. And once you establish that you can do it, then you can go into, okay, well, I know I can do it, but you know, what do I need to do? And that's where the, the plan comes into place. That's, when, you know, connecting with others and, and trusting others and and doing the small things and trusting the process, being patient. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so, you know, so many different things that go into it, but you have to stay committed and trust the process to do what you can. Do what you have to do now so that you can do what you want to do later. I heard that in a, um, in a movie one time, Great Debaters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I loved it because... It's like, yeah, do do the legwork now and don't take any shortcuts. Don't try to skip out on anything and pay the price now so that when it gets to the to where you want to go, you will have put in the work so you'll be in the best position to get the results that you want. Mm, I totally I totally agree with that in terms of trusting the process, you know, and of course it's not going to happen overnight and you need to be patient. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I, I feel like athletes need to hear more of because uh, you cannot keep stopping and starting, you know, so you trust the process today, tomorrow you don't yeah. trust the process, you know, so you relapse, you know, then next week you want to trust the process again, you know, then the following week you're relapsing again, you know, all, all of that is not going to combine because it's more or less like you're, like you're running in place, but all the things that you have achieved, right. Lex, you would not have been able to do it without your coach by your side. What's the importance of having a coach and how can athletes, you know, establish that bond? Because, you know, this is the coach that introduced you to the sports in high school, if I'm, if I'm correct, right? Well, he, yeah, I, I had him initially and then I have another coach now. Okay, but he was with you, he was with you for a while. Yeah. You know, so how, how can they establish that bond? you know, with their coaches, especially the track and field athletes that are listening. Because you'll find situations where, you know, these athletes feel like, you know, I I can't form that bond with my coach. So uh, maybe it's just business. You know, and one of the things that I say is that, yes, you might think it's business, but it goes beyond that. Because, you know, if they are going to give you everything, if you are going to give them everything, there has to be something extra special there. How were you able to develop this with your coach? I think that we had a conversation one time when I was first starting and he had literally said, Hey, I just, I just need you to trust me. Mm. I'm not going to allow you to run into anything. You're not going to trip and fall. You're not going to hurt yourself. And I point those things out because that's what I had thought in the beginning. I I didn't know where I was running. I didn't know Mm. how I was going to be able to, compete successfully 
And to have someone who literally gives you that reassurance to let you know, hey, I'm going to make sure I do everything that I can to help you get to where you need to go. That was that was huge for me. Now, did it totally click? And once I got out there, I was good. No, we still had to to work together. Um, but that helped to establish, again, that deeper trust and that stronger level of of connection because I, I saw and understood that, hey, this guy, he is committed. He is staying after school with me for X number of hours and 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 helping me. He could easily be at home with his wife and and uh mm. but he chose to I mean he's at school most of the day and then now he's staying after school with me and we're training until four, four thirty, sometimes five o'clock wow. in the evening. And so when you see that someone has that that much dedication to you, it it really helps establish a stronger relationship and a stronger bond. Um, and it, it just put me in a position where I was like, you know what? I want to give this person my all. I want to let I want him to know that I'm in it to win it. So basically, you know, if I hear you correctly, you know, for the athletes that are listening to us right now, you know, not only do you have to give your all, you know, you will have to trust that all of the effort that this person, you know, is devoting to your career. They could have been doing any other thing. They could have been working with any other athlete. They could, you know, there, there are millions of things that they could have been doing, but they've chosen to be with you to help you through that sport. So not only do you have to trust them, then you in return now have to give your best so that the work that literally both of you are putting in, you know, is not, is not going to waste. And I think, and I think I agree with that. Now, the final thing I want to talk about, you know, Lex, before I let you go, you know, is this goal setting thing, you know, and, you know, it's been one of the themes over the course of this conversation, you know, and it's, it's come up several times. What is the importance of setting goals to athletes? Because if I'm supposed to go out there to perform, isn't it as simple as me training and going out there to execute. What what is all this goal setting thing coming into it? And it's it's huge because in order to achieve the vision, achieve what it is that you see for yourself, you have to have goals. Every time you go out to a training session, I would have to imagine that your coach has a goal. For us, it could be okay. You're going to run you're going to run 200 meter repeats today. You have to run eight of them. Mm-hmm. And I want you to run them in 30 seconds each. And so now you have a goal for the day. It's okay. Well, my coach wants me to run 30 seconds in, in the 200 eight times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so now you, again, like you're, you're focused, you have a target, you have something to aim at. And then the next day, coach was saying that, all right, now we're working on long jump. I want you to focus on being in this technique when you're running down the runway. And then when you jump, I want you to be in this technique. And so now, again, you have, you're very focused in what you're doing and ultimately is helping you to strengthen that, that vision that you have in your mind of, of yourself as, as an athlete and it's helping you to see where you can go and, and who you could become. Um, so literally the, the goal aspect of it is as you conquer each goal, each training session, you're seeing yourself improve and you're seeing yourself get better because now you can 
that first week of doing those 200 meter repeats, the second week coach can say, okay, well, I want you to go a little faster. I want you to run them in 29.5 seconds. Mm. And so you're able to do that. So you're, you're building upon what you did the previous time and you're able to see that I'm making progress. I'm getting better. And, and, and that's, that's strengthening that trust that you have um, with your coach and you're continuing to see that, okay, well, like he's getting me where I need to go. And you're actually able to see that within the numbers that, that you have in your performances um, during training. So, uh, I mean, the, the goal aspect is huge. And, and I think ultimately circling back to one of the things I was saying earlier at the beginning of the season, we talk about the goals that we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so having the ability to, to, uh, you know, see yourself excelling. I know some athletes have journals, which is good, you know, write down mm-hmm. how, to, yeah, how the training sessions go, write down how you feel, um, all of those things. I mean, that's, that's huge. And you're able to go back, reflect and, you know, six months down the road, you'll be looking at your, your journal and your training log, like, man, I improved and excelled so much. And it's all because, you know, I've been able to literally see my goals, hear my goals, see them being accomplished, setting new ones, setting harder ones, accomplishing those. And you ultimately, you see the improvement, you see the success, and it, and it keeps you motivated and driven to uh, go after that uh, gold medal in whatever arena life that you want to win it in. I love, I love that answer. And you mentioned technique, you know, in this. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, off the top of my head, you know, that there's hardly a sport in the world that doesn't have some technical element to it. You know, so, uh, for example, if it's long jump, I mean, that's technique-based. Triple jump, technique-based. High jump, technique-based. There, there's literally no sport. You know, but it's easier for the athletes, you know, who can go back and review their performances, you know, to see how my technique was and what I need to change. How do you overcome that difficulty in the sense that you more or less have to rely on information either from your coach or someone else that is watching because you can't go back yourself to watch it? You know, and I feel like it's going to be important for athletes to understand that they need to be able to employ different, different things in trying to solve problems that they come up with during their career. It, for me, it is definitely a lot of verbal feedback. So mm-hmm. they're letting me know, okay, that was good. That was good. Or you need to do this better. Or, you need to lift your legs more. Or, you need to put your arms in this position. Um, so a lot of verbal feedback. But sometimes they literally have to have to put me in the position that I need to be in. So they'll they'll take their their hands and they'll maneuver my arms a certain way. Or mm-hmm. um, and and so that helps me feel what I need to be doing. And, and, uh, oh, there was one thing I was going to say. Um, yeah, a lot of it for me is, is the muscle memory. I, you know, being able to, to remember everything Mm -hmm. that I'm doing and to duplicate what it feels like, um, and, and trying to hammer that into my, into my mind and knowing that, okay, when I start running, I need to be at this speed as I continue to move down the runway the, the strides increase and I should pick up speed. And so it's all a feeling. And when I can get that feeling dialed in my, you know, my coach, he's out there and he said, that was exactly what I wanted you to do. Keep doing that, that same feeling, that same pattern, same rhythm, 
do that. And when you get to the jump portion, extend your legs, let yourself soar for a little bit, um, reach. And when your heels hit the ground, slide your bottom toward your feet. And, um, and, you know, I use that verbal information to, Mm. to try to make sure that, you know, that's what I'm doing. And, um, I mean, it's, it's worked out, but I mean, there's always areas to improve. Right. But I mean, it's been working out for me well, so I'm just going to try to improve on what we, what we've already establishing. Good points. And I have to agree with that muscle memory aspect because, you know, and that's one of the things that I tell a lot of athletes in terms of repetition, you know, so you, you, you want your mind to be able to remember what you went through to learn that thing. You know, so it's not just about you being present with your physical body. You know, how much of it is, is resonating in your memory to the point that you are doing it without even knowing that you're doing it, you know, and that, that's what I get from the point that you make. And, you know, that's, that's really special. Did you ever meet um, Oscar Pistorius at the Olympic Games? Um, I have met Oscar. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about a him. A couple times. Yeah, uh, all, of, all of my experiences with Oscar were, were good. Um, you know, we, let me see, there was a world championships where we all were kind of hanging out together after, mm. after the, the championships were over. And then in London, we had caught up with him. I think we had, uh, I think we were in the, uh, like the main cafeteria together at one point, kind of sitting down, having some, uh, having some food, a group of us. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, he was always, always nice, always kind. No, that's good because you know when, when the, the minutes I heard your story, you know he was the first person that came to mind. You know, in terms of overcoming these challenges and not allowing those challenges limit you. Now, you know, it's right. sad. You know, the things that eventually you know happened to him and you know everything that is going on. You know, but I just look at it from that you know competitor's angle. You know, in the yeah. sense that you know this is the obstacle that you're facing. You don't say because there's an obstacle, you're not going to keep moving forward. You're going to look for ways to overcome you know, those, those obstacles. So I think, you know, in terms of you guys' story, it's, it's really, it really resonates and it's an inspiration to athletes that are listening that, hey, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you know, there's always a way to overcome those things. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the reason I named the podcast Athlete Maestro Lex is, you know, that I wanted to help athletes master their craft, you know, so maestro in there, then master your craft. In all of your experience in sports, the Olympics, the World Championship, the Grand Prix events, what would you say in terms of athletes and sports, what does it mean to be a master of your craft? Being a master of your craft means that you are willing to do absolutely everything, the small things, the medium things, the big things. You're willing to do all of those aspects in order to become the best athlete and, and person that you want to become. Mm-hmm. You won't you won't skip anything, you won't take any shortcuts. You're gonna do it all with the sole intent of becoming the best. Master your craft. So doing everything, the small things, the big things, you know, because I feel like you know a lot of athletes will hear us now and they'll be like, you know, I'm waiting for that big break. I'm waiting for that thing that seems complicated. You know, and I'm like, 
the thing yeah. doesn't have to feel complicated. It, it could be as little as drinking water every single day, yeah. you know, which increases your strength, you know, and things like that. So definitely, I, I have to agree with you. Now, over the last, what, 50 plus minutes, we've spoken about so many things, your journey, you know, and everything that you've been through, competing at the Olympic Games, planning, you know, journaling, goal setting, you know, and all of these things. If there's an athlete that's listening to us right now and says, you know, Lex, I want you to give me an advice in terms of one thing I can do today that moves me a step closer to my goals. It doesn't have to ultimately get me to my goals, but it's going to move me a step closer. So you and Tola have talked about 10 or 15 things, but I just need one thing that moves me just a notch closer to my goals. What advice would you give that? Mm, I would say that when you are, we talked about challenges, right? And when you're faced with, with challenges and specifically in sport, because this is what happened with me. When I was introduced to long jump, I, I had a trust issue and it was it was definitely, you know, trusting my guide and, and trusting that he would help me in the ways that I would need. But it was a, a matter of trusting myself. And so the question that I asked was, if I don't give it a shot, if I don't try this out, what sort of potential success, potential opportunities, possibilities what would I be eliminating from my life mm. if I don't get out here and just give it a shot? And so for all of the athletes who are listening, whatever challenges you may face in life, you're going to come to different crossroads and experience different things. But I want you to ask yourself, if I don't give it a shot, what am I totally eliminating? What success could I be ridding myself of? if I don't get out here and just give it a whirl. And and if you can confidently say that, you know what, I won't be missing out on anything, then okay, cool. But when I when I had asked myself that, I was like, you know what, I can't live these next 10, 15, 20 some odd years thinking back and asking myself, oh, I wonder what would have happened. Mm. So I got out there and gave it a shot. So whatever it is that you're going through, it's always worth it's always worth a shot. It's always worth you getting out there and trying it out because you just never know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, and I agree. That's that's amazing advice, you know, in terms of asking uh, those kind of personal questions to you. But in terms of giving that shot, how do they start? What's the one thing that they should do, you know, in terms of all of those? So they've asked themselves the question, you know, which is great. They're they are reflecting, you know, and they're giving themselves the opportunity to really dig deep you know, into them so that future, you don't have any regrets, you know, but they want to start and they need just one thing. What's, what's that one thing you say, Lex? You just need to believe in yourself. Mm. I say you just need to believe in yourself. I mean, many, many people can believe in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, then you won't get out there and give it a shot. Mm, wow. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, so you, you, you're asking the question, how do I start? Where do I start? One thing that gets me a step closer to my goals. First thing is believing yourself because if you believe in yourself, then you can go on to apply all the other things, you know, that, that we talked about, you know, Lex, I, I want to admire you, you know, for everything that you've done, you know, being an inspiration out there in the world, you didn't let anything hold you back. Basically in, in terms of going out there, living your dream, you know, giving it everything that you have and of course ensuring that you are now giving back with your story because i'm sure there are a lot of people here that similar things would have happened to 
and we would not hear their story because they wouldn't want the world to hear it. But you don't do that. You know, you're a professional keynote speaker. You're competing, you know, in sports, preparing for Tokyo Olympic Games. You know, so I really, really, really thank you for all that you do. And of course, for coming on the podcast today. Absolutely. No, I appreciate it, Tola. It's definitely been a, a great cha- great conversation. You challenged my thinking today, so I appreciate that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, please tell us where we can find you, how we can connect with you, you know, and of course, um, your email as well. You know, so, you know, if you have any questions in terms of you know, things you've been through, then probably we can send you that email as well. Yep. So my website is LexGillette.com, L-E-X-G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E.com. There's a contact form up there. You can always get in get in contact with me. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and everything is at, at Lex Gillette. So we'd love to hear from you. Reach out at me, ask a question, if you had a comment, whatever it is, I'm pretty responsive. Ah, fantastic. And trust me, you know, this conversation has been good. And of course, uh, when myself and Lex chatted previously, you know, it's always been good as well. You know, so follow him on Instagram, on Twitter as well. And of course, you can head over to his website, at lexgillette.com lexgillette.com is his website thank you for coming on today lex and of course uh, hopefully you know we get to chat again in future and probably bring you back a second time absolutely thank you now you can see you know why i said i have never been as inspired in my life before like it's not even stories, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, just ramp it up so that you guys will listen. You could see how raw uh, it was. And I'm sure whatever challenge it is that you are currently facing in your life, I'm sure you'll be like, oh, man, I need to I need to get to grips, man. What's wrong with me? Literally, that's how good that episode was. And I want you guys to connect with Lex. You know, I want you guys to show him some love. I, I want you guys to connect with him you know on linkedin on instagram on his website you know as well just as was able to share i I was inspired trust me i'm not even gonna lie you know i've been doing this for a bit you know i've I've been around the the sports world i've I've met great people i have great friends you know and i'm proud uh, you know to call lex my friend you know in terms of uh, what he's doing in the world and how he's giving back a lot of people will just go you know they will sit they will sit back like why should they share man like giving everything they're going through but this is a guy who, yes, no sight, but man, that vision is strong. I'm, I'm inspired to, to reignite my own vision as well. I'm sure you guys enjoyed it as well. Head over to the show notes. Check out all the other free resources, you know, that we have for you there. Don't forget to get your hands on the Athlete Maestro Daily Planner. AthleteMaestro.com forward slash daily planner. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you haven't left us a rating and review so that you don't miss legendary episodes like this this is actually a legendary episode you know i want you uh, to subscribe so you don't miss it and also leave us a rating and review if you don't leave the rating and review for me leave it for people like lex you know where you get to tell people what you learned from an absolutely inspiring individual you know so head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe you're going to learn how to subscribe and of course also how to leave that rating and review athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe and if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com and i also want you to connect with lex in every way possible if only it is to say thank you lex for sharing your message please do that i'll catch you guys on the next episode of this show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there i want you to be inspired 
by Lexi's story so that you can reignite your vision. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day. <laughs>